Bird. Everybody, welcome back to the, you know, I'm not going to call it, it's not Mid-Fridays anymore, it's Fraud Fridays, Fraud Friday podcast for this, for these Baltimore Ravens. Um, it's the, it's, it's been, a, it's been a, a, a culmination. I think this past Saturday was a culmination of a lot of different things. I think we'll, we'll get into it, uh, a lot of different aspects uh, and fallout from this game uh, but obviously the Ravens lost to the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland they lost 13 to 3 uh, the only time they scored was in the second quarter off a Justin Tucker field goal uh, I think Justin Tucker missed two other field goals in that game um, I remember I started I had to listen to the second half on the radio because we were going to a, a Christmas party uh, but I remember them talking about I think the second one he had missed like the wind was going was pushing against them it was going their wind was coming at them and then in the end zone it was kind of swirling so you had like two different things happening apparently um in the game i i had left the house before it all apparently the snow started falling during the game and stuff so um i didn't get a chance to see all of that but we all know we all know the deal right if, if tucker can't can't make a field call then usually that's a, <laughs> the signs aren't good uh yeah for this team to win the game but let me go over some stats real quick because we had to break some of this stuff down and why why things happened the way they did uh tyler huntley was 17 of 30 for 130 38 yards um three sacks got sacked three times jk was uh for rushing had 125 yards on only 13 carries gus edwards has seven for 55 um mark andrews led the team with three catches for 31 yards uh, meanwhile, on the other side, Sean Watson had 18 completions for 161 yards and one touchdown. Nick Chubb was 21 carries and 99 yards. Um, and then Amari Cooper had four catches for 58 yards. And Donovan People jones had four catches for 31. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. What, so I'll start with this. You, your backup quarterback. Right? Why is he throwing thirty times in a football game, especially a game with weather in this time of year? Right? These these are these aren't the games where quarterbacks are throwing for forty times in a game unless they absolutely have to. Right? Like if it's if it's September, early October, yeah, they're like they're throwing forty times a game. It's warm out. Most places they're going to, the weather isn't too bad. It's not a lot of bad weather going around, so they can throw forty times a game. This time of year, they've already thrown. I don't know, a thousand passes or whatever, how many cooling practice. They've already thrown a thousand passes. At this point, their arms, everybody's tired. You know, Tallahassee, on the other hand, being a backup, is not used to throwing this much in a football game. Not to mention, by the end of the second half, you were only down three points. Only down three. Why was Gus Edwards only allowed seven carries in this game? When they when know. they brought out they brought out they showed it on Twitter when they on uh, I followed one of the I think Jeff's reback on Twitter and they usually post like the snap counts right Justice Hill had more snap counts than Gus Edwards did during this game you know how many yards you know how many yards Justice Hill got in this game three <laughs> three yards and he had Gus Edwards had eleven snaps Justice Hill had twenty four make this make sense you can't. 
<laughs> you cannot. They didn't get a single carry in the fourth quarter. He was from what I from what I from what I saw in the first half, and then what I heard on the radio in the second half. Whatever Dobbins wanted in that game, he was getting it. Like he had broken off a few runs, twenty yards, thirty-seven yards. Like he was, and Gus too. Gus was the, the running game in that game looked like oh they about to, they going to get like two hundred and seventy something yards on the ground in this game. The Browns stopped the run game for the for the they have the worst rush defense in the NFL. Ravens were running average like eight nine yards a carry almost between J.K. and Gus, especially J.K. That fourth and one in the first quarter, when they're going for it in, in the red zone, they give it to Pat Ricard. He couldn't even get it. He couldn't get the one yard. This man is almost on the field every single offensive snap, right? And he couldn't get you a yard. Meanwhile, Gus Edwards, who is known, everybody like he falls forward. He's going to get you at least a yard. He's known for at least getting, he's going to get you two or three. So I'm like, I just don't understand on these situations. Why is, I, if I'm the Ravens, I'll be running double backs formations with Gus and JK in the backfield at the same time. Yeah, Packers do it all the time. Packers do it with AJ Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, there's no way I'm taking I'm taking either one of them off the field. No, no reason at all. I've got Pat Ricard come in the block. I don't care, whatever. Take one of the tight ends, sit one of the tight ends off or whatever. Let them, you know, sit for the day. I'm there's no reason that I'm not running Gus and JK both at the same time on the field. That yeah. it makes sense to me. And then Tyler Huntley. You look at his situation. How many he twice during that game he ran out of bounds and lost yardage instead of throwing the ball away. He literally took a sack when it could have been second and ten, but then he may have said second and fourteen or second and fifteen. This Ravens offense is not built to, and this is not just this year. This has been the last five years. We have seen when the Ravens get penalties, we don't have the offense to like all right. We can get 10 yards on this play and then make a third and manageable and get the first down. We don't we have that kind of team. We just don't. We don't. Right. And you can't be making these mistakes. And now people that with all those people that were on Facebook and stuff and talking about, oh, no, we'll be fine with Huntley. Huntley's better. Huntley's more accurate. Huntley, that was his worst game. That was a terrible game by Huntley in Cleveland. It was awful. And then on top of that, he's got soreness this week. He said he's gonna be fine for the game, but it's it, it go. I think it 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 adds now to going into. Before I get into that, what was your take on the game? Before I, <laughs> I I'm planning right now. No, I understand, stop. man. I understand. Uh, what, what did you see from the game that? I mean, I don't know if there's anything we knew that we can see that just makes us even angrier. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, at this point, you know, with only three games left, like, what what is it that you're seeing that's just? I mean, to, yeah, I, I I saw what we all saw. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that the formula that we've been using, especially this week against the Browns, is not the correct one. I mean. The numbers alone, when you started off the show reading off the stats, and um, you said, Huntley, I believe you said 17 for 30. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson shouldn't even be throwing the ball 30 times, let alone right. his backup. Like, that's just not the game plan 
that you want to apply to a roster to the to the offense that we have. So on top of that, you know, we got Huntley and then you have Deshaun Jackson running around. It seems like his snap count has drastically increased. And he's literally just out there clearing out routes for people. This is literally mm-hmm. like all he's been doing. And then you have um, Demarcus Robinson, who is just so super careless with the football. I mean, before the fumbles, I mean, he, he pretty much every time he catches the ball, you know, he sticks it out. He's very careless with the football. It was yeah. the, the, the turnovers are going to come sooner or later. We, I mean, it, it just the way he carries the rock is just it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, this is type this is stuff that you learn in high school and college not to carry the ball like that. And he's in a pros, um, uh, a vet at this point, a proven right. vet, and and you don't realize how that can be detrimental to your game. And it's starting to pay pay consequences now. Um, especially shown in this Cleveland Brown, um, this Cleveland game, um, you know, turning over the wall the way he did, and 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 then, um, like you said, with the the lack of the lack of attempts from the, our running backs. I mean, what more do you need to see from J.K.? I mean, he's showing you he's good. Like the fact that he was averaging about eight nine yards to carry himself. Gus was averaging probably like five or six. Like, it makes no sense not to run the ball. There's absolutely no excuse to not run the ball at all in the fourth quarter of that game. I'm I'm really confused because the Ravens just act like they haven't been here before. They act like the the way that we played in 2019, they, they almost act as if that never happened. Yeah. And it's really, really confusing because not to say that that offense in 2019 was sustainable to make it to, you know, to, to go all the way throughout the playoffs because like I said I, I do believe we we just need needed more talent regardless even though we had a great offensive line that year our running game was spectacular um you know other you know we we, we didn't have like still superstar receivers or anything like that so who knows what would have happened but this year when your running game actually starts to pick up and you don't double down on that because the, the the way we the reason why we were so successful last year was because we were dominating possession in almost every week we played. We barely it didn't matter what quarterback we were going against damn near because they were barely on the field. And the fact that our running game almost got back to form when we were just pretty much controlling and doing whatever you want, we were getting first downs on every third down at one point. Yeah. Just running just running the ball. So it's very hard to justify when it's third and two or third and three fourth quarter or not if it's an automatic first down run the goddamn ball and then maybe pass it on second down get the first down maybe run it again see how many yards you pick up and then pass the ball Harbaugh's explanation just made no sense to me when he's just saying we're down scores or whatever the case may be well the issue we're happy the, the issue was was showing itself before you went down two scores. You were only down one score when you really stopped running the ball. So, what I saw, like I said, is what what everybody saw. Um, you know, we we didn't have an advantage coming out out the gate because we don't have Lamar Jackson. So we were playing with a backup quarterback. So you would think the game plan would be automatic, and the fact that they did not um, execute that game plan and they just completely abandoned the run game that was that was working you know it is what it is and you 
you, you don't want to get down on the defense because, I mean, the defense has been carrying us through a lot of these games, even though we've, you know, we've lost some games late. But, you know, at some point, you got to put up points. How many points did we score? We didn't score three points. Was it six? Three six. points. That was it. Three points. We scored three, three points. Three points. It doesn't matter what the defense did that game. We weren't winning. You can't win. You can't win a game if you don't put up any points. So who's to blame? It's it's not. I'm not blaming our backup quarterback. He didn't no. call the plays. I'm not blaming our kicker. He's the greatest in the world. I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming the defense. It's not like they gave up 100. Not like they gave up 30. <laughs> not like they gave up 20. So the blame is Greg Roman as always, as 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 he's been the game, the the blame. This this whole second half of the season. So, to answer your question, I saw we all saw. Well, we all saw black and white. So, that's, that's. I mean, my, my take is pretty much everything you just said. And I'm just as frustrated as you and everybody else, you know, all the other Ravens fans. Like, it, it's just ridiculous. And it's almost like a slap in the face. Yeah. Um, the way that they're just completely negligent to... Um, putting our team in positions to be successful, and if you you you, you try Tyler uh, Huntley out on the field and you you make him throw the ball thirty times, there's no excuse for that. They, man, I'm going to go back to what you said about you know the when, I think during the press conference after the game when they asked Harbaugh, well, you know the time was running out, the clock was running out, so uh, had to pass the ball. They they looked at the stat the stat I'm like on the radio they checked the stat for the game they were averaging 4.7 yards per pass the Ravens less, less than the, running the game the Roman they were averaging eight nine yards a run you were literally averaging more on the ground than you were in the air and one of the guys on the radio made a great point I don't care where you're getting the yards from you got to go with what you're getting where you're getting your yards. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, if you're averaging 15, 20 yards of play passing, sure, you can throw the ball down the field. Clearly, during that game, the only way we're going to win this game is by running the football. I would have had no problem if the Ravens lost this game, if they just ran the ball 40 times in this game. Like, you know what? We lost. Mm-hmm. But at least they, at least at that point, they figured out what was working. We're going to live with this. We're going to die with this because it's where we're at right now. Hopefully, right. our deal, hopefully we can maybe Tucker can make a field goal or something in this, you know, mind this blizzard that we got coming in right now. But, you know, at least we ran up. At least we gave ourselves the opportunity to win this football and, game with the best talent we had in, coming into the game and the attack because mm-hmm. we couldn't throw the football. And just straight, straight, straight up, your best players happen to be running backs. Yeah. Yeah. We, if how, we're how, trying to get a win, you got to lean on your best players. Our best player is injured on the team. He's not there. So your right. next best players are your, is your backfield. Right. And if, again, if we had DeAndre not, Hopkins or something like that, then it'd be different, but we don't. Right. And that's what it comes down to. Again, it's just the coaching, not understanding personnel, not understanding who you have on the field. Like, yeah. I, I mean, the receivers they have on this team now, I mean, including Sammy Watkins, who just got signed this week. Um, I mean, you got guys that were either semi-retired or guys that were on practice squads when the season started. Like, nobody on this in the receiving core right now is considered a receiving threat to anybody. I mean, they're still, they're coming in the game. They could put four wide out there all they want. Guess what? They're still just going to double up Mark Andrews because they're not afraid of anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I said it during during halftime from the hammock before I left out. I was like, 
they're throwing these little comeback and little little hitch routes. That's all they're doing with Tyler Honey. They're not letting them throw anything down the field. Like they're gonna sit there and they're gonna jump the route and they're gonna get an interception. What happened on the goal line when they got to the red zone? Threw an interception right to Deshaun Jackson. He bobbled the ball and Denzel whatever comes up with the interception. Turn down the route. They know what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I'll say this: it, it made me more of a fan of Justin Tucker and J.K. J. Dobbins coming out after the game. J.K. said, and he he owed no explanation for how for how he played in that game. Right. He had back to back 100 yard rushing games, and he said, "Next year, I'm gonna be faster. I'm gonna make sure I finish these runs. You know, I've been hurt, but you know, I'm promise to the fans next season." that I want to come back 100%. I'm going to finish these long runs. Justin Tucker even took the blame, saying, mm-hmm. I have to argue, not even arguably, the most accurate kicker in NFL history. Yeah. The most Fact. accurate, if he were to retire today, the most accurate kicker in NFL history, or with over 10 plus years, he came out and took accountability for that when he had no reason to. With how many games that Justin Tucker has bailed us out on, Mm-hmm. has bailed this team out on he he doesn't need to provide any any explanation to why the Ravens lost that football game you had two guys two of the guys that have given the most of this team over the last three to four years are the ones that came out and said my bad it was on me I should have finished that run JK is literally in his head like every time he touches the ball I gotta run 95 yards Mm-hmm. Because of the touchdown. That I I think him and Gus especially probably have talked either before the game or during practice of like, yo, dog, like if we don't get if we don't break 65, 70 yard runs every time we get get the ball, we yeah. ain't scoring. Yep. Like that's how they're thinking right now. If we don't score, we ain't scoring. <laughs> and so I want and I, I want to talk about this the press conference. Sunday Saturday's press conference and then Mondays. Because they were vastly different. After and Saturday's press conference with uh, John Harbaugh, he comes out and blatantly says, when they ask him about the play calling and stuff, oh, I'm not involved in a whole play call deal. What are you there for then? You're the head coach. Whether you know scheme or not, it is your job, if something's not working, to fit to get it fixed, to handle it right then and there. And then they come out, well, you know, we look back on it. Maybe we should have ran the ball a little bit more. You know, maybe if I look back on it, maybe we should have had the running backs get the ball a bit more. I'm tired of this hindsight BS. And then Harbaugh makes the comment on Monday, and when they asked him about, you know, um, I think Cordell Woodland on uh, 105.7, the fan made, uh, asked the question. And I mean, I'll say this. Not a lot of Baltimore media guys are willing to ask the tough questions to Ravens brass right now. For some odd reason, they seem to be afraid to. But uh, this guy from the radio station did make the he made a comment saying he didn't even say if, if Roman's going to be fired. He's like, based on how things are going with the offense struggling, have you considered any you know, any res- changes and responsibilities, and maybe mm-hmm. giving some other guys some you know on the coaching staff some you know changing around the assignments, you know what guys can handle during the game day and stuff. And Harbaugh just kind of blew it off like, you know, we're not talking about that. We're a team here. You know, that's the, that's the end of the bar talk and stuff, you know, you guys are end of the bar. And I will say this, a lot of fans did call in. 
I think after that press conference, and we're taking, we're definitely taken aback by that. They were yeah. like, that you're basically saying. Now look again, I get it. As a fan, as a coach, as a player, you have to learn to tune some things out. Fans are crazy. Okay, even when you're playing well, fans yeah. are crazy. I'm pretty sure Philly fans, even though their team is 13 or 14 and one, whatever, are still probably saying some mess. You know, there's some things you just got to tune out. However, when everybody is saying the same thing, even including the national media, and to just dismiss the fans saying, oh, we're fine. We're everything's fine. Yeah. We're okay. You're the, the, I would have to assume that the last since the bye week, the Ravens have had probably one of the if we over the I mean, if I'm in mean, the last 30 years. This Ravens offense over the last five or six games, they have to go down in history as one of the worst offenses I've ever seen. Ever. I think the Ravens yeah. were the only team, only team this weekend that only scored in single digits. Everybody else at least scored a touchdown. Every at other least. game, period, was was a million times more entertaining. Like literally every game that came yeah. on was damn near a one score game. And the Ravens Browns was just in the middle of was like the the break. It was like okay, let's all take some time, do do your regular Saturday thing, go shopping or something, because <laughs> it wasn't. It was a horrible product they put on display. And, and, and all the all the fans are doing is asking for John to be accountable about something, and he refuses to. And that's the and and excuse that's, after excuse. Like you said, it's too buddy buddy in there. You said the last episode, it's very too buddy buddy in there because. Now look, you don't, you know, you don't call me, you don't go out and call out your coaches to the to the media and stuff and cause more issues. But other otherwise, but other coaches will generally say when there's issues, no, we gotta get something fixed, right? He came out and said on Monday and was like, Yeah, that's something we gotta address. You know, we're gonna we got we can scheme it. I trust our guys and we can scheme it up, you know, get guys open and stuff. We're it's we're in week what's this week 16? How much trust do you have? Like, I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. I, I, I mean, you can't. If, you're if sitting you here and every week. To their faces, what you're seeing is not what you're seeing. Like, and like everybody's like, is he, is he gaslighting me right now? Like, he's literally telling us what we're seeing is not what we're seeing. Every favorite fan is watching this, even the most staunch. Harbaugh supporters and Greg Roman supporters or apologists, apologists, I should say, are now starting to realize, you know what? Maybe Lamar wasn't the problem. You know? (laughs) Like, as as good, as mediocre as the offense was since the bye week, right? Lamar, they're starting to realize now that without Lamar, there is no offense. Mm -hmm. There's just none. Especially on the compound the fact that you have a a coordinator that can't even get the playoff after a timeout. Come on. I watched that. I was about to throw the remote at the TV. It was a timeout. You called a timeout. And then Tyler Huntley is getting mad at the ref because they're not putting more seconds up. But I'm pretty sure the ref was like, dog, y'all had 30 seconds plus 25. You've had 55 seconds to get a play. I actually saw him getting mad at the, the booth. He, was he it was the booth? Okay. He, okay. He was waiting on the play, and the play still wasn't there. And he saw the time going down, and he got frustrated with the with the coach because he's like, "Yo, where's the play?" 
and then I saw him call it at the when he called it. It was like seven seconds left. I'm like, See, this is crazy. This is crazy. That's how I knew he yeah. was waiting on the play, and not and not for the, uh, you know, not for the time to be reset because he was just sitting there like, yo, the play still isn't in. And I and they they had the overhead uh, camera showing his, him, you know, finally like get down on knee and call the play off his wristband. And I'm like, yo, that that it just doesn't make any sense. I'm just confused. Yeah. Like, what what is there to trust? John Harbaugh keeps talking about trust. Trust what? If you're in a right. relationship, you're in a relationship, or you're married, and your wife lies to you five weeks in a row, you're gonna just continue trusting everything that she has to say, mm-hmm. or does changes have to be made? Right. I'm I'm confused. It's the same thing. You put the same product on the field every weekend, week out, nothing changes, and then you want to get on the podium and talk to the fans about trust. You trust your guys. So, I just, I just, it just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like the the logic is just, it's start, it's getting to a point now, where it's almost lightweight disrespectful to the fans. Yeah. Because we're the people who are putting money in everybody's pockets to run this organization. You got people, you, you got a game coming up in Atlanta. We didn't get to this yet, but it's going to be cold as hell at that game. Is it minus seven degrees? I think at that game. Whatever it is, it's yeah. seven degrees, minus seven, whatever it is, <laughs> you think, and you, you think you expect fans to come out there and support you guys? And it has nothing to do with the players. It has everything to do with everyone running the organization. It has everything mm-hmm. to do with Harbaugh, with Roman. So, you know, everybody's saying, you know, it's going around on Facebook and people are saying like, these season tickets is just going to go to waste because I'm not support, I'm not going to another game until they fire Roman and this and the third. I can't even really be mad at them. I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm a diehard Ravens fan, but I'll be damned if they just look me in the face at every press conference. I mean, look the look the camera at every per- press conference and just lie. <laughs> to yeah. Check whatever is going on, especially with Lamar being out and how these negotiations have been going and just the way they've handled this whole situation has just been terrible. Like it's it the Ravens literally. Is, has been one of the most respected organizations in the NFL for decades since since inception. Damn it, since, since, since they inception. got here, yeah. mm-hmm. since they got here, and it almost looks like this last five six years. I wouldn't say five years, um, but the last like two years or so, yeah. last couple seasons, they're they're on the brink of almost destroying that. Yeah, because don't get it wrong. You think if this Lamar deal falls through and we don't sign Lamar? It's not going to be a good look for nobody mm-hmm. in that organization. Mm-hmm. People are going to start jumping ship. You want to talk about people jumping jumping in the portal <laughs> from uh, Jackson State to Colorado? <laughs> Ravens fans don't have the portal. <laughs> you, think, you, you, you think when it's time for Mark Andrews to re up, you think he's going to want to stay as a tight end, as, as, a, as a Ravens prize possession, as a tight end possession, you think he's going to want to stay? You think players are going to want to come? Like, knowing that this is how they're handling negotiations yeah so they just have way too many things looming over over their head i think a lot of it probably wouldn't be as bad had they done did the right thing and paid lamar from the gate because they have way less to worry about but the fact that they have to deal with that and on top of that greg roman is just it's just a shit show. Like ever since this uh, Stanford news came out, and then he ended up not getting that job, 
it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And and the the sad part about it is that we're we're still not in five. We're a playoff team, but the they way, can clinch a playoff spot this weekend. Can, it, yeah, yeah, if we get a win, I think we need a, a couple losses from like Miami. I mean, not not Miami, the Jets and uh maybe the I Patriots. The, I think the Patriots, yeah, I think yeah. the Patriots and the Jets, and they're they're both playing teams that. They could lose know, to. They're not the favorite, yeah. I yeah. think if the Jags play the Jets uh, tonight, mm-hmm. and, tonight yeah. and the Patriots play a good team. I can't remember what team it is, but they're, they're not the favorites in that game either. So, like, they can clinch a playoff spot, but and the reality is, it's like... Well, they play the Bengals. Know, Patriots play the Bengals. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah so, they're, so they're getting out of there. So, really, it's in their hands. They can, we, can win the, we can win and be in, and we'll just hope for, you know, hope for Lamar to come back for the playoffs and... You know that'll be that, but we're not in position to succeed beyond that. So we're nine and five, but the the energy in the building, the energy with the fans, like it, it's feeling like we have like three wins. That's how it feels. Yeah, it feels so, like we're a, we're a four win team right now. Yeah, that's what it because, feels like. Because we've seen the same show. They've they've been showing us the same thing. They haven't yeah. done anything different since we've been kind of falling off. So. You know, I, I just don't want to hear the word trust out of John Harbaugh's mouth for the rest of the year. Like, I literally can't stomach anymore. I th- if he says trust anything else, like, that literally should be a fireball offense. You, you really should be out of there because there's no way you're going to talk to me about trust after you put that crap on the field. I was watching um, I was watching uh, engraving videos or whatever when he put out a video today yeah, yeah. he put him, a question uh, yeah. <laughs> he put, he put, a, he put a, a question out there I think it was, I was a fan that posted a question like what would like how would y'all feel if at the end of the season right Harbaugh came out and announced that Greg Roman got like another two year extension <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's over <laughs> yeah. I was like yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't refuse to watch well, I'm not watching this team. I'm not watching it because Lamar ain't gonna come back. Lamar at that point, Lamar would just sit out. Like I, I'm not, I'm not coming. Y'all just yeah, I mean that would for me. sure. Yeah, that would for sure put the nail in the coffin. I mean, just trade me. There's no, yeah. there's no shot. Lamar comes back if Greg Roman comes back. Like there's no shot. And but and I now I will, I will. Shot, you would get talked out of that quickly. <laughs> I'll ask you this question. It seems that Harbaugh has dug himself in with Greg Roman at this point because. We've seen changes happen before. Cam Cameron uh, gets fired right before they get to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and they put in um, Jim, Caldwell. Uh, Jim Caldwell to call plays. So yeah. things changed. Obviously, there was a reckoning there. Things had to be addressed. Things had to change. And Steve Bashotti was the owner when that happened. He did that. Uh, he allowed that to happen, at least. Or at least put fire under uh, Jim Harbaugh to make that change happen. Now... Could it be secretly that maybe Steve Bashotti has told Harbaugh, what do you want to do? <laughs> because if you stick it out with him for the rest of the season, regardless of how it goes, both of y'all are out of here. Yeah. And then Harbaugh, like, you know, like Lamar came into the season b- banking on himself. At this point, since the bye week, I would have to assume that Steve, but based on how Harbaugh is now coming at the media and how he looks on Mondays, yeah. especially after yeah. he's probably had a meeting with Brass upstairs, usually after the game, wow. after the win, he kind of he's like kind of like whatever, you know, whatever. But that Monday when he does the press conference, he looks a little 
flustered. Uh, no, he there. looks at the during the game. Yeah, he looks a little he flustered. Like, different. how much do you want to? How much do you bet that maybe, you know, he gave him the extension at the end of the beginning of the year, as they say. A lot of it, a lot of people have said that was more of an optics thing, you know, to you know for guys to you know you don't want to play under a lame duck head coach. Um, but how much of it you think maybe that the maybe Steve Bashadi has come to him like, look, man. Um, I know you've been here for over ten plus years, and uh, we've we've had these we've had these discussions before, especially when you had uh, you, you know Mark Tressman here, Marty Morningwig, and you know we've had to make decisions for you, you know beforehand. Yeah. How much of you think that maybe maybe Steve Bashadi has kind of given him the ultimatum? You can stick with Greg uh, Roman all you want, but if he if you guys don't produce what I want you all produce, you're all both out of here. Uh, he probably. I would not be surprised at that. He probably did, and I actually hope that is the circumstance. To be honest, I mean, that's if that's going to be the only way he's going to have accountability is to put his own job on the line to fight for this guy blindly, yeah. knowing that the product that's been on the field has been lackluster. I mean, it's not much you can really say. So, if that was the ultimatum, then that makes perfect sense to me. And I would gladly accept it at the end of the year. My mm-hmm. only gripe with that decision is that we're still a playoff team, possibly. Yeah. So I don't want to take that type of bet when we're going to enter the dance and have a potential of even advancing past the first round, possibly, or making it competitive, or whatever the case may be. I still don't want to rob players and their families of that opportunity of, you know, being able to you know, have a chance just because we're gambling on something that we already kind of know is a train wreck <laughs> going forward. I mean, no, no matter what happens at, at the conclusion of the season, it doesn't change anything for me. I don't care what they do. They can go to the Super Bowl. It won't be because of the coaches. Right. <laughs> In my mind, not, not saying that we're a Super Bowl team this year, but I'm just saying like, even if we did, that doesn't change anything for me. What did did it for? All I needed to see was that last year we had damn near 18 something players on injured reserve. This season we got almost all of those players back at some point, plus more after the draft. And we don't look nearly as what we did midway through last season. We look actually really good last season to, you know, until, you know, Lamar got hurt and everything like that and we started losing games but we were like damn near undefeated all the way up until or 8-1 or something like that we didn't we don't we didn't look nearly we haven't looked nearly as good since then we we didn't score 30 since what week three or something like that yep week three yeah so to me I I've already seen enough I mean we've seen enough we talk about it every week we've we've seen enough a long time ago we just we're just all sitting around perplexed at why is the staff still the staff I can't go into work tomorrow and 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 do some do some BS and expect to have a job the day after. <laughs> it shouldn't be no different for for the for the uh, offensive coordinator or the or or the head coach was supposed to be holding him to a standard. So I would definitely not be surprised the way Harbaugh looks during those games. He's barely involved. It seems like yeah. it seems like he's more so just on the sideline, just just praying and hoping that we win. All the whole yeah. game. That's exactly mm-hmm. what he looks like. Like I, I hope we, it, when something goes bad, he just, he just puts his hands on his knees and he just shakes his head, bends, bends his head down, look at the ground, um, 
when something good happens, you know, he's still got the little worried face. That's not, you know, but I don't even see him interact, interacting with the players as much because they, they're not buying in anymore. They, they, you know, if, if it's something that we can see and we're not even in a locker room, what you think the players are thinking? Right. I mean, that's how his Bowser thing wasn't no <laughs> coincidence. But I wanted to let's segue into that. Let's segue yeah. into that, right? So, for those who, I mean, who live on a rock, I guess, they get back <laughs> to the practice facility because I forgot it was a, what was it, one o'clock game? It was a one o'clock game. Uh, or yeah. was it four o'clock? Yeah, it was a one o'clock game. It was a one o'clock, four, I believe. Four o'clock? Was it a four o'clock game? It might have been a four o'clock game. I think it was four. Oh yeah, four twenty-five. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah four twenty-five. All right, so they get back to the practice facility, yeah, and Ty Bowser <laughs> puts on his Instagram story pieces of paper that say "Fire Greg Roman." It's like three or four of them. Now, many people around the facility or who have been to facilities said the last few days during that time, that past Saturday, had been pretty windy. So they're like, "That was just put out there." <laughs> okay, so. There's a lot of conspiracies, go- conspiracies going on. Like if the players are at the facility, maybe a couple of the players wrote it, put it down there. Maybe Tyus put it down there. You know, I took, Mar- some, took a video. I think Marcus Peters wrote it. <laughs> um, that, that, so they were saying that, you know, Lamar Jackson didn't travel with the team. Maybe he did it. Maybe he was at the facility working now. <laughs> and <laughs> they, they met up after the game and stuff. And, you know, Lamar would put it out there. I don't know. But I think now the... The talk, like it was, you know, the last couple seasons. We've been talking about firing Greg Roman for the last two seasons. At least, we, I know we have. Mm-hmm. But now it's become internal, right? This was at the practice facility, and I, people that report on the Ravens stuff was like, nah, like that was within, like within the security gate. Like it's not like I was outside the gate or something. Like that was you had to have clearance yeah. to get in, right? Yeah. So it was either a player or somebody that works on the staff for the Baltimore Ravens. Now this is a so this is a discussion that's going on inside the castle, okay? That's going on. As much of a, I don't even think it's much of a discussion. I think it's I there think inside the castle. They know. Yeah. You think there's cameras? There's cameras I like to say Steve Bashadi. I believe Steve Bashadi is a smart man, right? He's a businessman, right? A lot of people have already said, you know, besides the weather being like almost abysmal this weekend, I think for the Saturday, I think it did, it did say minus seven degrees, like at kickoff for the game. Even if it was 80 degrees at this game, I still think that stadium is half full. If that. Yeah. This weekend. Probably because yeah. for like, like we've said, for, for fans that are paying this kind of money, Especially if you got those season tickets, you're dropping two, three grand a season. It's a lot of bread. Yeah. I saw for a ticket pop up. I saw tickets pop up at thirteen bucks today. It's already it's starting. So I'm like, as an owner, right? Whether you care about the you know the the ins and outs of the game, and if you're more involved like Jerry Jones is and all that other stuff, when your bottom line starts getting hit, oh, yeah. something got to change. No, no, this ain't right. You start pulling up. What's jersey sales look like? Well, Lamar was still number one this year. Just Lamar and Justin Tucker. That's the only jersey number one. Number one jersey sales. So it's not Lamar's problem. They still like him. Yeah. But uh, these the fans are coming to pay. They come down, coming. Um, they're coming here. And you know what else happens? The vendors who sign a contract with the Ravens uh, are like, you know what? We didn't make a lot of money last year because their fans weren't showing up. So uh, we're going to cancel this contract. 
now you gotta find a vendor that's probably not maybe not as good the food's crappy <laughs> you know so it's yeah. or not as many options so it, it all has a cyclical effect when you, your yeah. fans aren't paying the money to come see the see the product on the field that has to hit your pocket so i have to assume now like i was just saying before steve Bashadi, i think has had conversations with john harbaugh the last few weeks he watches the game i know he does especially the home games i know he's there He's in the booth. He's in the skybox. I know he's watching. He's here in the fans' booth. He's here in the fans show up now with signs to fire Greg Roman or fire Harbaugh at this point. And even people are now starting to say getting rid of Greg Roman wouldn't be wouldn't solve the problem. At the end of the day, it starts with Harbaugh. He's the head coach. He allows this to happen. He's the he's the he's the reason why the culture of this team is the way it is over the last 10 years. And I think a lot of it has changed. When Ozzie Newsom stepped down as GM, right when when Harbaugh came on, Ozzie Newsom was the was the senior level official. You know, he had been there already since 1996. He's been there. Harbaugh was the new guy. Ozzie still kind of Ozzie still kind of drafted the way he wanted to draft. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't until when Eric DaCosta became the GM that now Harbaugh has seniority in the organization. Dick Cass retires. As the money guy, you bring in Sashi Brown. He's only been there for less than a year now. But Harbaugh was now the senior guy in the building. Outside of the owner. So a lot of the a lot of, you know, we saw when Eric DaCosta said last season he was gonna try to he was gonna try to draft a track team. He was going to get some speed back on the field. He was gonna do all these things to fix the problems from last season. And we started seeing on Twitter people, people posting things like maybe when Eric DaCosta presented his plan for the team to Greg Roman and Eric and, and the Harbaugh, they were like, nah, we want these kind of players or these kind of positions for uh, the team. And maybe EDC was kind of like, well, Greg Roman can't really coach speedy wide receivers or draw it up for wide receivers. So I guess I got to draft why he drafted two tight ends in his past draft and no wide receivers, no wide receivers. That tells a lot. That could say that, you know, we've been giving crap to EDC a lot, but it could be a situation where EDC is only really drafting the talent that Greg Roman can coach on offense. We've seen the difference on defense, right? Kyle Hamilton, as a season, I don't think he's, I don't think he was worth a first round draft pick where he was picked, but as the season has progressed, he's gotten better. Yeah. He's gotten better. Roquan getting traded here, the defense has gotten better. Signing Marcus Williams to that free safety position, gotten better. Um, uh, Matt Abike, Roderick Washington, Travis Jones, like the moves on the defense have, we have seen the fruits of that, right? We've seen them actually produce on the field. Like the defense now, the last few weeks has been playing its best football all season. Mm-hmm. They've been playing really good football. The offense on the other hand, with all the drafts now that EDC has had under him, the offense looks, I mean, how many wide receivers are still left? Tyler Wallace is on IR. Marquise Brown got, gets traded. He's gone. Miles Boykin is gone, traded. Duvernay's hurt. Duvernay's hurt. And, and and I'll say this. The last few weeks, Duvernay looks like he's been out of it. He's been fumbling on punts. He's been making bad decisions by returning balls out of the end zone and on kickoffs and getting at the hit at the 15-yard line. Like, he's even looked like he's been disinterested. Like, he hasn't played well. The last few weeks, yeah. like what 
the, when you look at what they've been drafting on offense, it hasn't. If I'm Steve Bashadi, I'm looking at okay, what we've done on defense seems to be producing, producing some fruit here. Okay, they're holding teams. They held. They held them to what? Six points for most of the game. Yeah. Went to the end of the game. They scored that. They scored that late touchdown. Been, I mean, if you hold any any offense in the NFL today to 13 points, and you have a decent enough offense, you should be able to win that football game. Absolutely, you should be able to win that football. And so, you as Steve Bashadi, he's like, okay, I see the fruits on defense. I'm not seeing an offense though. And then, like we like I said before, when we started the show, I think they thought maybe we have an avenue if Tyler Huntley is just as good or just a little bit better than Lamar Jackson. Maybe we got an avenue to get out of this mess. Nope. Clearly they don't. The they offense do has looked worse because Tyler Huntley cannot throw the ball down the field. They said it, uh, Jeff's Rebeck and them were during the game. I was watching them uh, look, uh, looking at their post on Twitter. Like They're like, that ball's taking a long time to get there. It's to, he's, yeah. it's, he's got no arm strength. He cannot throw the ball down the field. And yeah. like I said, even with the offense, the way it's constructed, they're starting to realize Lamar is this is this offense. The running game is only reason it's effective because we have Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. And I mentioned, you know, the, uh, the post we uh, uh, we talked about in the in the group chat. Stephen, yes, Stephen A. Smith even defended Lamar Jackson. He's been the most staunch Lamar hater for the last three years, three four years. He's been saying Lamar ain't worth it. Lamar ain't worth that. Lamar ain't that. Good. He ain't that good. He yeah, came he out and said, yeah. he said this month. He said this month. I mean, today, this morning. You know what? I think Lamar might not be the problem. <laughs> I think the yeah. Ravens have failed him. And then, like I saw, I saw you posted to look at the Marcus Spears part, and that was a great point. He's like, look what mm-hmm. they had. Look at the look at the Eagles. They drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round when they already had Carson Wentz in the building. They had already given given him a contract. They didn't know what Jalen Hurts was going to be anything. They didn't know who they were going to pay him. But Howie Roseman, their GM, went out and got AJ Brown. He drafted mm-hmm. De- uh, Devontae Smith. Uh, you get Miles Sanders. You, you go ahead and draft and sign free agents on defense, a solid defense. You give him every single resource he needs to be successful. At that point, Howie Roseman's idea was, if he can't be successful with this offense, then we need a new, need a new quarterback. If he is successful with this offense, we got our guy. That's how he looked at it. I'm going to give him every resource he possibly will need to be successful. While the Ravens, on the other hand, were like, we'll just let Lamar be Superman for us, you know. Right. And that's how he's operated. When you look at Nathan and now, the stuff is starting to pop up now, the narrative about, oh, Lamar's been hurt now the last two years, and he got an ankle injury last year. He was out for five or six weeks, didn't play the rest of the season. And now he's out with a knee sprain. He's missed three weeks. I don't know. Like, should we really top us kind of money into this guy that's injury prone? Like, well, let's discuss why he's being injury prone. He has an offense where all the routes are 20 yards downfield. So he has to hold the football in the pocket. Right? He can't. He's reciting not to run the football because he's tired of being talked about as a running quarterback. He wants to prove that he can throw the ball. But he has an offensive coordinator that can't draw pass plays. So he's waiting for the play to break down in order to find a guy that's open to catch the ball. But then when he throws the ball to the guy, he drops it. Fumbles the ball in the air. Sometimes guys can't run open. Yep. 
Lamar has been trying, uh, as Stephen A. Smith said, Lamar has been trying to do too much because there's not enough help around him. While Jalen, you look at Jalen's attitude, right? Jalen seems like he's walking on air right now. Yeah. He's, he's just, just doing, he's going out there and just like, he's coming down with it. He's <laughs> just flinging. He's like, he's probably, I feel like Jalen's sorry sometimes if he sees AJ Brown one on one with anybody he's and he's throwing it towards the end zone, he's already taking his helmet off, walking towards the sideline. Yeah. I, I feel like that's how Jalen is like, feels right now mentally. Like he, everything is just working for him because the, the, the franchise has shown commitment to him. Right. He's like, if they're going to show that kind of commitment to me to trust me with these resources, then I have to reciprocate. Yeah. Look that with the Ravens. Lamar has already done that for you. As Marcus Spears said, he won an MVP without all of this. Yeah. Willie Sneed was his number one wide receiver. Willie Sneed. He's done. He's on a so practice good- squad with somebody right now. He's done so many good things on his own that it actually threw up kind of a smoke screen to what the issue's been all along. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when he first, when Lamar first got drafted into the league. Um, and in that first year where he came in um, to take over for Flacco, and then we kind of had to evolve the offense, you know, right then and there. And then the following year, um, his MVP season, yes, the Ravens did right by Lamar that year. They handled him well because they wanted to maximize what he was able to do by supplementing, you know, other other strengths in our offense. So, yeah, it looked real good because we were running the ball so well and Lamar was being, you know, he was even very good from the pocket. It was way less pressure. He had right. to do a lot less. Um, and he he, he, had, he, got, he had to do a lot less, but the reward was a lot more at the same time. Mm-hmm. So instead of evolving that offense, they just left it the same. They didn't build around it. They tried to in a draft, but, you know, obviously that didn't work out with Hollywood leaving and with Bateman being injury prone. And they just kind of left it there. So now we're just kind of stuck in the same offense from 28-2019 without the same talent on the, on the team. Mm-hmm. So what do you expect to happen? Like, they're, they're, it's only one result and it's what we're seeing on the field every week so that's really what the issue's been the issue's been that Lamar's been so successful that it kind of blew a smoke screen to what was really actually going on it wasn't that much that the Ravens were doing the Ravens did a great job introducing Lamar to the offense and and creating an offense that he can be successful in his first year his first full season but after that they didn't change anything they left it the same. They didn't try to evolve him as the QB. So that's really what it is. And, you know, for the media and all of the, the, the big outlets and everything, they're, they're starting to come around now. It's year five. Yeah. And he realized this thing has not evolved one bit. And with yeah, the contract negotiation and everything going on, that it's bringing everything back to the forefront to what the true, the true issue is. And I think that's why... You know, some of these these pundits are coming to their to their senses at this point. Like Stephen A. You know, Marcus Pierce has always been a fan of Lamar. Stephen A. I don't think he wasn't not a fan with him. I just think he didn't believe in him. But it wasn't like it was Lamar's fault. Lamar just never yeah. had talent around him that these other guys have around him. So I think you know the truth is kind of coming to the forefront at this point, and that's even more pressure <laughs> on on Biscotti. 
And and now, um, I think you were telling me earlier that lever that leverage is starting to slip. Yeah, that, that, it's that, funny. That, that forehead. It's funny how, like, throughout the year, how it's kind of changed, right? The first three games, Lamar was balling out, and it looked like, you know, Lamar had all the leverage. And then once Rashard Bateman got hurt and the passing game became null and void, then, it, you know, Lamar was throwing picks and he was getting sacked and, you know, they weren't throwing the ball. They weren't – the pass plays weren't – the splash plays weren't there anymore in the passing game. And right. um, it, it seemed like the – even the national pundits, you know, between, like, week – I want to say week six and, like, week 10, week 12 – you know, they were kind of like, you know, Lamar, you know, I don't know if Lamar's it. And, you know, Lamar hasn't played a good, hasn't good a season. And I go, well, you know, he doesn't have a lot of talent, but, you know, we see him do more or less. And, you know, but so they're trying to create that narrative. And then once he got hurt and they saw Huntley come in, they assumed, oh, maybe the system is, you know, it's the system. Lamar is just, you know, he's, he's either hasn't, you know, he hasn't outgrown the system or um, it's just he can't he can't play it anymore or something like that. Then they saw Huntley come in and they were like, oh, you know, I, I hate it when these national mm-hmm. pundits come on because Rob Woodson make Rob Woodson when he's on a local channel when he's on a local on a radio mm-hmm. like he lets you know like Huntley ain't Lamar Jackson this, uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he makes a point to say that every game <laughs> and you have these <laughs> national pundits come on like no the guys are like you know they're just interchangeable you know you can just throw one out you don't know you don't know if, if, if he came out there with a Lamar Jackson jersey on you wouldn't know if that wasn't Lamar Jackson I'm like yes you would right. yes you would stop it so I think now we've seen like the last what three games now with Lamar with Tyler Huntley in there, and even some pundits have said like he actually looks a lot worse than he did last season at around this time. Like he was playing a little bit, he was playing a little bit better last year. Like they were still losing games, but he was at least playing a little bit better. Now it's like oh he's struggling out there. He's he's making bad decisions. He's throwing picks. Like he's holding the ball too long. Uh, yeah. His arm strength is like not there. Like it's like yeah they're like. I, and like like you said, I think they're starting to they're starting to see now. Oh, this isn't this is this isn't a Lamar thing. This is a Harbaugh thing. <laughs> this is a Greg Roman thing, mm-hmm. right? Because we've seen we've seen like we've all made our comments about Tua, right? But when you got Jalen Waddle and Tyree Tariq yeah. Hill there, it's no kind of hard not to succeed. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard not to succeed, right? I mean, two of the fastest guys in the NFL. Like, come yeah. on. So I think that you're right. I think now it's been flip-flopping all year, but now we've hit the point now where La- Lamar's got the leverage again at the end of the season. Because now I'll ask you this. He's going to be out again. They said this injury takes one to three weeks. This is week three. Week three, right? Heal, yep. Right? So he hasn't practiced, at least, you know, in front of the media. They said, you know, the media only has about 30 minutes to see the, the players um at practice and then they leave so i don't know if he shows up after i don't know what the deal is do you think i know my answer but do you think lamar at this point now in the season knowing knowing what what they this playoff scenarios and all that stuff going on that lamar would do a little holdout hell you know? yeah you don't got to finish that question yeah hell yes. <laughs> listen if you think for one second that him playing has anything, you know, is anybody's decision but his, then you're mistaken. I'm mm-hmm. sure they, you know, they tried to get him to play this week. I'm absolutely sure that they tried to get him to play this week, and he was probably like, "Hell no, I'm not playing this week." And if, especially if we win, he's 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 definitely not playing into the playoffs. Yeah, if, if they, you, you can forget about it. 
So if they let me read out the playoff scenarios real quick. If they win, New England loses, and the Jets lose, then they're in. Right. They have like three scenarios where if they win, they're in. So if they, if either New England or the Jets, New England or Miami or the Jets and Miami lose, then the Raven and the Ravens win, they're in. Yeah. So there's a good likelihood that they win this weekend. At least two of those teams, at least two of those three teams are going to lose. They're probably going to be in, you know. But yeah, if if that scenario scenario plays out like you said, if it if it plays out like you said. I guess Atlanta. I'm like, well, I'm not coming back to the playoffs. Then. Yeah. I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all. <laughs> we, yeah, week 19. I mean, it, it wouldn't make it, it wouldn't make any sense. I mean, you know, we would want him 100 healthy anyway. Um, I don't like I said. I don't know how bad the knee injury is, mm-hmm. but you know, I knew it was you know just jargon when when Harbaugh came out and said it's one to three weeks, but it's week to week and this that and that. like we already know, dog. He like, said the same thing last season. We, Remember we, that? We know. Oh, he could play. Yeah, he could yeah, play yeah. next week. He ain't play another yeah. game the rest ain't of the seen, season. Ain't seen the rest of the <laughs> rest of the year. Yeah. So like, I mean, this you know this can go, you know, either way. I mean, I just I just don't think Lamar. You know, had, had this been you know. Not this contract year that you know we just he's negotiating. I think any other year, just knowing Lamar, his competitive spirit, you know, I think he he will want to play. Yeah, but I think year, I think Lamar at this point in the year, sense. with JK coming back and Gus coming back, wanting yeah. to play, I think he's like I couldn't do that to those guys. I don't have and, a problem with the guys, the guys, right? I don't have a problem with the guys. Yeah, upstate. And, and if we um, continue to, if we do get the win um, this weekend somehow. Um, if we do get that win, the incentive for Lamar to continue to force this fan base to watch Tyler Huntley works in his favor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For, for two more weeks, for three more weeks. So there's literally no point in Lamar doing that because I think him playing is actually is not really as beneficial to to him and his negotiations if he plans on wanting to stay in Baltimore and, and get the contract that he's looking for. I think it's more in his favor to not play and force us to watch Tyler Huntley close out the season so that he can come back for the playoffs and show you what y'all been missing. Ball out, yep. And, yeah, and now it's in, you know, the ball is in, in his court. I mean, no matter what happened in the regular season, um, he can change all of that in the playoff game. Not saying that he'll win a playoff game because our team is still our team. Our offensive coordinator is still our offensive coordinator. Our head coach is still our head coach. So I'm not saying we're going to win. But... I just think that it'll work better in his favor, you know, if if he sits out the rest of the year. Um, like I said, I hope that we can clinch and then that we get to actually see that, you know, come out. But, you know, I just don't see a scenario where he's going to actively want to play. I, I don't think how that helps helps anybody. And, and I think our opponent has a lot to do with that. I mean, we're playing a Falcons. If it was more of like a must-win game, you know, maybe that some of that competitive spirit comes out in Lamar, he he'll he would want to play. But I just even still, I just don't think it would be worth it or, or beneficial to him. But to me, I, I've said it all along. I think he's been kind of silently holding out this whole season, even when he was healthy. Um, not that he was, you know, uh, what do you what do you call it? Not not that he was like. Uh, purposely like sacrificing you know sabotaging yeah he wasn't sabotaging or anything like that um but you can just tell he was playing safer and 
you can tell he was a lot more frustrated this season. You know, mm-hmm. it was less it was less celebration even during in good plays. It's not like he was getting up and celebrating as much. He wasn't you know, it it was the the body language spoke volume volumes all year, really. I mean, and I I don't blame him. I would probably feel the same exact way, and I'd be just as torn. So, um, if you think that in good moments, <laughs> you know, we get that. You you think in this moment we're gonna we're gonna get a a, a reju- uh, rejuvenated Lamar Jackson to come out there on 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 one leg and give it all all that he got when the organization can't do the same for him. Mm-hmm. I think not. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Let's, let's let's discuss some other you know other events around the NFL. Um, I want to touch on this story real quick. I don't know if you heard about it. The GM for the Cardinals was what uh, stepped down a couple weeks, few weeks ago. Um, earlier around, I think early November, either before Thanksgiving, the Cardinals' offensive line coach was fired because they were playing a game in Mexico and allegedly had groped a woman down there. Yeah. So allegations came out; he was fired. He hires an arbiter, I think, this week, apparently alleges mistaken identity. You want to guess who? Wow. The GM of the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. He's saying that he was framed and that the GM was the one that did it, but he got blamed for it and got fired. So he's, he's, he's basically trying to sue the Arizona Cardinals for wrongful termination. Hell yeah. I'm like, so if I'm like, so this is, I'm sitting here like, so this is why the NFL is not doing anything about Daniel Snyder because this is happening everywhere. This yeah. is, I mean, I was like, come, this came out like five days ago. I'm like, I've heard no one talk about this. No one. No, 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 no. They told ESPN and everybody else, don't, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing about this. Keep it hush hush. <laughs> yeah. Hey, some dollars, that's, man. You got the money. <laughs> and also to announce uh, the, you heard uh, Sunny Ticket is now going to YouTube officially. Is, um, is it official? It's official. It's a, they put a wow. the NFL pilot statement this morning um, that YouTube is going to get Sunny Ticket, which is a, which is, I think that was a, out of left field because I think we all thought it was going to Amazon. I think we all thought it was going to Amazon. Um, yeah. But YouTube apparently is going to pay over $2.6 billion a year for this deal to the NFL. Um, wow. So I like it because I think it's more ac- better access to the fans. I just think uh, YouTube is better at running this kind of stuff. Um, so I think it's good for the fans. We'll see what kind of pay rate, what kind of uh, pay system yeah. it's going to be. <laughs> that's going to be interesting, but yeah, I mean, we'll it'll see. definitely benefit people like me who, who diehard Ravens fan, but I look, you know, I, I live up here in Jersey, so yeah. you know I'm I'm sick of turning on the TV and seeing Jets games, Giants games, yeah, Jets game, you know. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I wonder what the price tag is going to be. But it is, I, I know what it, it used to be hefty. So yeah, if there's anything that's what my dad. That, my dad had it one year. He was like, I ain't never, I ain't, like, I ain't never getting this again. <laughs> he said he got to pay like, what two point six billion or something. Two point six billion. So they got to get to recoup that money somehow. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll we'll see. I mean, yeah. I, I I use YouTube every day, so I think yeah. you know it's dope. I mean, if it would have went to Amazon, YouTube, or YouTube, I you know I'd have been cool yeah. with both because I mean I, I have both. I, you know, a lot of people do so, and I have like the uh, 
whatever the the regular uh the pay i have like the no ad youtube so i've yeah, been already yeah. paying for that but um yeah if they had the nfl sunday ticket that'd be that'd be awesome um, yeah i de- i definitely get on that trial whatever that free trial is gonna be i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna use that yeah see how i like it and i guess i'll decide if i want to keep it yeah. or if, if we're able to share a su- subscription somehow uh, i'll be looking looking into that too if somebody else look, look, like, we gotta do what we gotta do we you gotta know everybody 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 out here got like three or four subscriptions yeah. from family friend exactly <laughs> we gonna exactly. look if i gotta pay you 10 bucks a month man if i gotta pay you 10 bucks a month man let me know yeah. let me know so I can... <laughs> um uh, but in more more uh i guess somber news and we saw we saw uh, franco harris passed away um yeah. like yesterday morning um it, it definitely came into a surprise to a lot of people he wasn't really the least ill for what you know people knew and the, the other sad part about it was that i think this the, this weekend yeah. was going to be the 50th anniversary oh, yeah. of the immaculate reception uh yeah. and they were going to retire his number on saturday um yeah. uh I, I i wonder i guess are they still i mean it just happened so i don't know if the family's still going to come up and do that i i would i would assume they would mm-hmm. that's the last time they can honor their you know dad or loved one you know the steeler nation which he's been a big part of um and you know the immaculate reception i didn't know so apparently the rule during during that game was the a person from the same team could not touch a tipped pass so the, the that's why it was it's not the rule now but um, during that during that season, that was the rule. Like if a ball if a ball was tipped by a teammate, you could then not touch. You couldn't be the next mm. one to touch that pass. So uh, during the wow. time, that's why that pass became so controversial. That catch became so controversial because it was like, well, who who's handed it? Here? I don't know. <laughs> Some say it was the yeah. Steelers player. Some say it was, it was the Jack Lambert from the Raiders. No one knows. Wow. <laughs> and they didn't have replay back then, so it's like. Yeah. It's, it's all so it, that's why it, it went into legend the way it did that, that yeah. pass um and then of course he was he's been he was a part of those Super Bowl Steelers the, the Steelers teams that won four Super Bowls so I mean he's if there's anybody that's a Steeler mm-hmm. Franco Harris was the Steeler you know yeah. he was part of the reason why the Steelers became the prominence he was that guy he was one of those guys so uh, condolences to him and his family and to the NFL for you know losing such yep. a great ambassador to the game. Even as Ravens fans, you know, we gotta give it up. You know, we gotta give you know it's absolutely, absolutely. great legends yep. of the game. Legends of the game, regardless of what jersey they wore. Um, hey man, the long before you know Ravens were even <laughs> Oh yeah, that's why I said I don't hold no grudges you against know. you know Steelers Steeler players from the sixties and seventies. You know, the Ravens weren't yeah. even around, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's bigger than football anyway. So, yeah, you yeah. know, it's all it's all it's all respect at the end of the day, and um, yeah. you know, just remembering him and he, he had um, and um, you know the immaculate reception, but you know he his career was immaculate as well. So yeah, he was he was he was, he finished yeah. when he retired. He was third all time rushing yards yeah. when he retired. So he's one of the best. He's one of the best yeah. out there. Um, and uh, uh, and also we lost. Uh, Ronnie Hillman. Yeah, surprisingly. Which is crazy. So, I mean, Derek Wolf mentioned on him, him and another teammate on the podcast had mentioned that him and had gone to hospice, like I think in the last week, um, had a rare liver liver cancer, rare cancer, form of yeah. liver cancer, and passes away. And it was just, 
31 years. I don't know old. how many players we've lost this year, man. We lost what? We lost Goose this year. Yeah. Who else did we lose? Um, we lost Jalen Ferguson on the Ravens side. Jalen Ferguson and Goose man. was the same day, I think. Yeah, same day, right? I remember that. Yeah. Remember the Sarah Goose news came like in the afternoon, yeah, and it was like, was man, it was like. So yeah, it's 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 uh, it's another reason why I think. Um, when the next CBA comes up, why NFL players need to make that a really big sticking point for uh, for guys that play pro football, um, getting some kind of health care plan for those guys. The guys that have, you know, they put three or four years in kind of having them taken care of because they put their out of every other sport. Right. They put their bodies on the line every single season and a lot of those guys are lucky if they make it to 70 they're lucky yeah. if they make it that far just because of how much how much punishment they've been they've taken so right. hopefully hopefully next cba the the players are like thinking ahead and like thinking about themselves and thinking ahead as well like you know we're gonna mm-hmm. make sure some kind of system is set up for these guys but um there's really only one or two games i wanted to talk about real quick before we you know talk about the Ravens and the Falcons game, um, Colts Vikings, right? Oh man, thirty-three to oh, zero. Oh man, Matt Ryan. Vikings come back, win the game, thirty-nine thirty-six. Biggest comeback in football history. Football history. Football history. <laughs> Matt Ryan has now been a part of probably two of the biggest comebacks on the wrong end in NFL history. Biggest comeback in Super Bowl history and biggest comeback in regular season or whatever NFL history. Yeah. How are you up 33 to 0? They had switched the game off. At the half. They switched the game off. The game was over. They saw the game's over. We switched another game. It had to come back. <laughs> they were like, Our what man. is going on here right now? So at this point, I'm I'm Jeff Saturday is clearly just taken right now. They got Jeff Saturday in there so they can just lose football games and they can just get the highest pick they can get at this point. They definitely didn't try to lose. That has, that has to be the reason. That has to be the reason. Yeah. They, it didn't look like they were trying to tank in the beginning, but I don't know what the heck you call that second half. But that, it, uh, it, it, it's tough that, it's, that, it, that it happened to Matt Ryan again. I mean, it, when you lose... When you're up 33-0 with the half, it's kind of hard to blame the quarterback. You put like, up 33 if, points. If, what if more do you want me to do? Put up 33 points in halftime. You you think you can just kick your feet up? You know, put keeping your foot on the gas is not even a real real, real conversation at that point because it's like it's 33 points. But you also got to look on the other on the other sideline, especially you know as the head coach Jeff, and Jeff Saturday. You got to look on the other sideline. They got Dalvin Cook. They got Justin Jefferson over there. They have. They got weapons, man. They can put up thirty-three they points got, if they, they want got, to. They got weapons. They got weapons. But it sucks that it, you know Matt Ryan's on the, on the, on on that end of both of them. But it, it's hard to just blame one person with that type of meltdown. You got to blame everybody over there for that. Oh, one. that means that epic. Just, That's if it, if Frank Wright hadn't already been fired <laughs> as the head man. coach, that would have been all right. I'm firing everybody. Everybody got to go. Coordinators, all y'all got to go. I'm shutting the season down. <laughs> Season's <Yeah>. over. <laughs> that was, I'm shutting that it was down. Tough. 
That was tough, man, but very entertaining to look at. That was just that was yeah. Crazy. I watched that. I watched them as they came back. I was I was sitting there like, and all, my mouth was just open. I was like, is this happening right now? Yeah. But so if you for fans watching football, if you thought that was crazy, it gets even crazier. The Raiders Patriots tied <laughs> twenty four to twenty four with no time on the clock, heading into overtime. Ramondre Stevenson running up the sideline decides, hey, let me pitch it back. I'm not sure if he knew what the score was or just had a flip moment, whatever. Hand laterals it to Jacoby Myers. (laughs) Jacoby Myers is like, all right, bet. I'm just going to throw it to Matt Jones, the slowest man outside of an offensive lineman on the field. As if he can with pass no time, ever. no <laughs> time on the clock, throws it right to Chandler Jones and probably the best stiff arm I've ever seen. Chandler Jones, Chandler emotion. Jones, and here's my thing: Chandler Jones could have ran to the right, could have ran to the left. No, he did that on purpose. Chandler Jones yeah. ran right at Matt Jones. Yeah, Matt Jones a punchable face. You might as well. He him put him. It up. he put his hand on his face and was like, "Get your ass down." Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> And because Chandler Jones had just gotten cut by the Patriots by the end of the last season. So he already had an axe to grind with Bill Belichick. Yeah. He just went like, uh. I mean, and that Vegas crowd was going nuts. I saw the video of, of Patriot fans there just stunned. Stunned. Like, yeah. this doesn't happen with a Bill Belichick team. This that, that doesn't happen. I'm pretty sure Bill told him, hey, just... Well, here's the other thing. Why didn't he just kneel the ball? Why didn't he run a play? Why didn't he run a play? Just kneel the ball. Listen, oh, no. the the play call wasn't the smartest, but that's why I'm I'm not I'm not involving Stevenson in this foolishness. I get it. He made the initial pitch back, but I do think that there was something in that call where that was a part of it. They, okay. I think they I think Bill Belichick did call some type of you know lateral. He probably wasn't drawn up that way. If but it's available, if it's an available lateral to get down, right, yeah. right. And as a running back, you run up the sideline a little bit, and you see your wide receiver right there, standing right next to you. I'm not mad at that. Now, Jacoby Myers, he has to use a little bit of awareness, not not much, just a little bit of, of awareness. You got to use just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. It's over. The game, the game is over. The sideline is has been closed off. Okay, it, it's a you're tie looking, game. It's going overtime. The only, the only, the only available person on the field is someone who runs a five five forty, <laughs> and he's your quarterback who can no longer throw the ball forward. So even if he catches the ball, it would require speed for him to attempt to get in front of another Patriot player to throw it back to him. Mm-hmm. And he was on the complete other side of the field. He's all the way on the other hash. So you throw back, cross your body all the way backwards, and it's just little old Mac Jones standing there. You only needed a little bit of awareness there, and Jacoby Myers didn't use any. He used about zero percent awareness. None threw the ball, and there, the, the camera angle was what I was most entertained about because the camera angle was showing the whole Patriots sideline. Yeah, so as, soon as, as soon as Chandler Jones caught the football clean. You would have thought Chandler Jones is freaking Justin Jefferson or something the way he caught that pass. He oh, right. He, he would have high pointed that ball, right? He yeah, he high pointed <laughs> it and immediately, like without even thinking, just immediately to the house. 
it was like a train just running right over Mac Jones. It was it was it was beautiful. Like that I, said, was, I was laughing. I was I was rolling. I was and, like and it, Matt yeah. Jones tried to make an attempt to tackle him around the legs and Chandler yep. Jones to sit your ass there. Yep. And I'm sure it was a very, very long were they in Oakland that game? Yeah, they yeah, were in they were in, in Vegas. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure that, Kobe yeah. stayed in Vegas. He got a hotel long. room. Yeah. He got a hotel room. I'm just gonna spend a week out here. I'd be good. I'll mm-hmm. spend a week out here. I'll, yeah. I'll be straight. So, there yeah. are worse places. There are worse places to be stranded in, right? You know, they, they booked Jacoby Myers a spirit flight. Yeah. Day, they put that man on the bus. Now nah, Bill Belichick uh-huh. put that man on the green hand. He's like, "No, nah, you ride the bus back, man." <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a tough one right there. But um, yeah, once again, like very irritating game. And you know the crazy part is that a tie actually probably would have benefited both those teams if even if they went yeah. overtime and, and yep. no one won. So it's like, what, what are you doing, man? It 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 made no sense. All right, we got to get into this. Uh, this Ravens game before we get out of here. So, Ravens are at home. Mm-hmm. Played in Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Lamar Jackson's already been listening to this out. Tyler Huntley is dealing with a shoulder issue, whatever. Uh, appears that Marcus Peters is going to be out as well, as long as as well as Calais Campbell is going to be out of this game. Falcons don't have a lot of people on injury report right now. Looks like Cordell Patterson is going to be playing. He's pretty much their running back at this point. Um... Going into this game, you're play yeah, you're placing now yeah here now here's the crazy part, right? Here's the crazy part. The Falcons, because they play in the NFC South, are only one game out of first place. Yeah. Tampa Bay is six and eight. The Falcons are five and nine. Everybody else is five and nine. Mm. They have something to play for. They still have a chance. To make the playoffs. There's still an opportunity here. Now, they did bench Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota kind of quit already. He, like, once they benched him, he was like, F y'all, I'm out of here, man. He's, he just left. Yeah. <laughs> yep. he, didn't show, they said he didn't show up to the facility or nothing. He was like, ah, I'm out of here. Whatever. I'm done. <laughs> he was like, I'm, I, was already, I was ready to retire anyway, but y'all called me and said y'all need to help. So I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, I'll take another, I'll take another, I'll take another year's salary. So, he prior so got who, paid his money already, so he's like, I, I, I'm so done. I'll just retire. I'm done. So who's back there again? Who Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. As Ooh. we, for people that don't watch college football, <laughs> Desmond Ritter was like one of the Cincinnati had a phenomenal year last year. Uh, obviously, that's where Juice Gar- Sauce Gardner went to school. Uh, they had a phenomenal year last year. Uh, Cincinnati. Desmond Ritter was the quarterback there. Um, He's he was what a fifth round or something draft pick. He was late, very late round draft pick. Uh, didn't play a great game this past week. Um, it's it would be safe to say that he's going to provide at least the defense with enough opportunities to you know get turnovers. Here's the real question: Can the Ravens' offense do anything with it? We saw the Steelers game. We saw the Steelers game, right? The Ravens' defense got three turnovers in that football game. How many points did they actually score off those turnovers? Six? Did he have six points? Yeah, not many. There was a point in that game the Ravens needed that last drive to stop the Steelers because the Steelers were still only a touchdown away from winning the football game. Yeah. 
The Ravens had three picks in that game, and they still almost lost it if it wasn't for the defense holding them on a fourth, fourth, uh, uh, fourth down and fourth down and short or whatever. Mm-hmm. They still could have lost that football game. At this point, especially because the Falcons uh, are still have an opportunity to win to to potentially um, steal a playoff spot from the Bucks right now because you know Tom Brady turned the ball over four times in that play in that game this past week, this past Sunday night. The Falcons got something to play for. It'd be one thing if you know usually this time of year you're playing teams like oh you know there's nothing to play for now we're. We're already in last place. We're just trying to get a you know pretty decent draft spot right now. We're not even playing our starters at this point. You know we're playing backups. You know when a guy get, get the star guys hurt, you know we just want to keep them mm-hmm. out. Of they still got something to play for. They can still back into the playoffs because guess what? Playoff checks are a little bit more money than the regular season checks. Those players are like, hey, I'm trying to get that playoff money. Yeah. Even even if it's for a game, even if it's for a game. I'm pretty sure their girlfriends and wives are like, you better go get that playoff money. You better go get that extra check. I don't care if you get bounced in the first week. You better go get that extra check. So they got something to play for. Now, they're a dome team. They have, you know, regulated temperatures and stuff. They're not used to playing in the temperatures the Ravens are used to playing in. Um, With 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 how cold it's going to be, and I think if it's going to be windy on top of that, you would assume that the Ravens are like, oh, we're going to run the ball 40 times in this football game, right? Now, Marcus Peters doesn't appear to be playing, so that, that means Brandon Stevens is going to be out there. Now, for a good thing for the Ravens, the the, the the Falcons don't really have anybody. The only person I guess I'll be worried about would be the tight end. What's his name? Um, uh, I forget what he Everybody was drooling over last year. Mm-hmm. Um, What's his name? Yeah. Uh, oh, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, yeah. Everybody won. Everybody was drooling over last year. Is he? Uh, is he hurt? Is he like hurt? He's hurt, but I'm not sure. Let me see. Let me check. Let me check Kyle Pitts real quick. I think he's. I feel like he got injured. Well, unless I'm thinking about London Drake. Oh no, he he tore. Yeah, he tore his MCL. He's out. Oh, Kyle Pitts, right? Yeah, he tore his MCL. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, right, so, so they don't have anybody. So yeah. They don't have anyone. There what's what's scary about this, right? Like we were we were talking earlier in the show. What's scary <coughs> about this? Here's our five and nine team, and we're what, nine and five? Nine and five, yeah. We feel like a five and nine team right now. And guess what? They got Desmond Ritter, who's their backup quarterback, and we got Tyler Huntley. We and they got Cordero Patterson, who's their running back, who's a pretty effective running back, which we found the last couple of years. They have a very similar team than the Ravens. Now, I think the Ravens have a better defense, way better defense than they do. But this is a clearly this is a game the Ravens could lose if they're not careful. The, yeah, the Ravens right. have lost to teams that they should not be losing to. Now, look, the Jaguars are appearing to be a team that could steal the AFC South right now, where Brian Tannehill apparently looks like he might be out for the season. Um they is. could steal the the Jaguars could steal the AFC South, which would be one of the best comeback stories I think of the season for that team. Um, but they're playing a Falcons team again. Again, desire and opportunity are two very dangerous things when you're trying to play an opponent. Because if this was a Falcons team that was playing an NFC South where they were dead last and had no <clears throat> opportunity to 
to win a play to get into the playoffs, this is a this is a walkthrough game. This would the Falcons would give you opportunities to just win this game, right? But because they have an opportunity to actually steal a playoff spot, they're going to give you 110% in this football game. Yeah. They're going to play you. They're going to play them tough. So yeah. I, I think it's clear, at least from my end, the key to this game, give the ball to JK, give the ball to Gus Edwards, and run play action pass off of that. That's it. That's Don't it. do anything else. No <laughs> jet sweeps. None of that mess. Play, run the ball so. <laughs> 40 times, and maybe Huntley throws the ball 15, 20 times in this game. Miles, if I, see a, if I see a Deshaun Jackson jet sweep, I'm going to oh my, my TV off the wall. <laughs> they, better, they, they better not. That, that jet sweep is a major part of their offense, unfortunately. It's terrible, but it's the same they, jet sweep. They there's no the there's no wrinkle to it or too. nothing. It's the same jet sweep. Like it's yeah. They 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 do the same thing every game. They'll do they'll do like five fake jet sweeps in a row, and then they'll actually run it like the sixth time. <laughs> like like if you watch film, like that's not fooling anybody at this point. It's not fooling me. Look, I want to read off some scores for you real quick for the Falcons. This would this would concerns me. So they played the Bears. They played the Bears. Oh man. They like won 27-24. Played the Commanders the next week. They lost 19 to 13. Played the Steelers the next week. Lost 19 to 16. Then they played the Fal- the Saints last week. Lost 18 to 21. They've been in every game they've played the last five weeks. They've yeah. been every game they la- they played the last five weeks. Within 10 points. And the, uh, the, they, the I think the line for the game was the Ravens were at minus seven. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, don't I, even know, I, I don't even know if the Ravens are going to cover that. Are they going to score think, seven points in this game? I think they will. I think are they going to score I seven? I think they will. I think, I think this is going to be probably the biggest game our defense has ever had. I think they're going to go nuts. I think the defense is going to score a touchdown. Um, so do you, you think the mentality now for the defense is we got to go out like we saw when the Ravens had Kyle Bowler. Like the Ravens are like, we got to go score because this offense ain't going to do it. <laughs> yeah, they've seen a couple. They've seen through, you know, three weeks now where yeah. it's had to be It's had to be them. Um, in this game, the only difference with those scores and Atlanta being in all those games, they weren't playing a defense that was as good as the Ravens. Yeah. So... I think that'll be a wake-up call. That plus the conditions that they're going to be playing in, um, we 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 we're going to be running the ball at this point. We're not going to come back. You know, Huntley's not throwing the ball thirty times this week. You would hope. You, you would hope. hope. We you, we, you we said it during the Browns hope. game. We said it during the Browns game. What happened? We you hope. Would, you would right. Common it's, sense. Right, but I, I just can't. I can't. I can't see it happening at this point. Like every everybody's on the goddamn bubble at this point. If they do that again, I just. I just I don't know how many times they keep slapping us in the face, but I just think that our defense is going to be very, very dominant in this game. I know Peters is out, Stevens is going to be in, but, you know, as long as he take care of Drake London, which he hasn't been that phenomenal this year anyway, but he's, yeah. you know, he, he's their, you know, he's their, their rookie star receiver. So yeah. we, I, I, I still think we need to respect that. Um but outside of that, I don't, I don't really see any concerns. I mean, you got somebody backing up Mariota starting. So the defense should feast. The defense should feast. 
And on the Atlanta side, I'm not too concerned about their defense whatsoever either. So running the yeah. ball shouldn't be an issue. If we were able to run the ball against Cleveland and run it, well, Cleveland's run defense is pretty awful. Um, yeah. So is the Steelers' run defense as well. But I think if we're able to run the ball effectively, I think we should be fine. There's no circum. We, we better be down 21 points if we stop running the ball in that game. And I'm not even playing around. Yeah. But I, I think I think we can squeak out this win because not not because I think that you know we sh- we should, but I, I think that just talent wise, with the roster that we have, as mediocre as it is. I think it's still got the edge over Atlanta. And that's really the only reason I think that we might win is because I think we're still a little bit better than them, um, you know, as far as our roster. And Dome NFC teams don't really fare well too much traveling in conditions yeah, yeah, like, this, like yeah. this, even though it's just Atlanta. You know, I, I just I just feel like, you know, that's where our AFC, you know, run game defense, NFC teams don't usually hang well. Um under those conditions, when when coming to coming to Baltimore, so I, I think I think we'll squeak out the win. I don't think it's gonna be pretty because we haven't done anything pretty all year, damn near. But I do think we squeak out for a win <laughs> uh, based on technicality, <laughs> just because we just you know we, we we just got guys that can probably get it done. Cordero Patterson, though, I, that's just the only concern I have is really him. Just having a big the a last big time Cordell Patterson was in MT Bank when they, he was with the Vikings and he played us during that snow game mm-hmm. and he hit us with a they had a screen pass yeah. to him he ran like eight track, yards. Track team. yeah track <laughs> team yeah so he so he, I, he, he's, he's found his he's found his role there now yeah. so that's going to be key for that defense to play yeah. well and give a he job of more snaps damn it give a job of more snaps one snap yeah. is not going to cut it I'm sorry yeah. is that one what snap last week one had. snap, one snap on defense. Yeah, I think, one. I think he's warmed up, coach. I think I think we can give him. I think he's ready. I think he's ready. I think he's ready. Let's get him out there. Get him out there. So the Falcons' yeah. rush defense is actually they give up a, a, on average one thirty. Uh, the Browns oh. were one thirty three. Oh, so they're, oh, they're right they're around done. the same. They're yeah. done. Yeah, they're done. That, that's why I just don't. I, I think we win because it's it's at the point now. This type of game is. It's what so much the coaches are going to do to sabotage this. I mean, they, they really, it, you really can't. I mean, it, it's the Falcons. Like, you, you have to, there's literally only one option to play this game. There's only one way to play this game. That's to gash them on the ground. So, if they do anything other than that, then, you know, just, I, I, I have nothing left to say. But I, I would I, honestly, I, think, I, think I would, they, they just have to gash them. I would think at this point, honestly, Huntley, um, I, if I were Huntley, I would just call whatever Greg Roman called. I'm not, I'm calling a run play. Whatever F what he calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he, if I mean, he called a pass play in my ear, I'm like, yeah, we ain't running that. We ain't running yeah, that. yeah. We I mean, he that. might have a big he might have a big day just on running the ball himself. I mean, yeah. Whatever pass plays we do call, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes off on a bunch of them. So yeah, right. You know, I I I see. Obviously, there's a possibility of losing because Lamar's not out there. Um, but I just feel like. As sorry as our roster is, I think we have enough. We've seen enough of their running game to to be able to beat them with that alone, um, coupled with our defense. So okay. I'm 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 banking on that this week, but at the same time it's gonna be minus seven. So everybody gonna have a little bit of rust, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right, All right so let's get let's get scores. What you got? 
Do I have to? Yeah, you got got to get the four. <laughs> we, I think we all, all right. said 30, 30, or twenty five points last week. We were oh, all, man. we were all. Oh, I, I, oh, I definitely didn't say thirty. I, did I say? Yeah. I think I said twenty something. You said twenty. I think like twenty five or something 20, like that. Twenty five or something like that. I think I'm gonna go with um six. I think I'm gonna go with like sixteen, sixteen to thirteen again. Like I know we just okay. had that score. Yeah, I think that was a real. That was a real score. But I think. 16, 13. I, I just don't see where points are going to come from. You know what? Let me change that real quick. Because I do think that we'll be able to get a couple scores in. I do think we'll get a couple touchdowns. I'm just going to say I'll say 17. 17 to 17, 10. I think 17, 10. I, think, I don't think they get okay. more than 10 points. Okay. 17 10 in the Ravens one. I'm going to go uh, Falcons 9, Ravens 10. And the Ravens win on a Justin Tucker field goal. I feel like the Ravens are going to score one touchdown. I feel like they're going to score one touchdown. And it's going to be like the whole game. And it's going to be like literally come down. They finally get in the field goal range and just kick a field goal. Like, yeah, we won the game. Like, yeah, you were down 9-7 to seven the whole game. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. it's just going to be like another, like, fans are like, yeah, we won the yeah. game. Like, we won what? Harbaugh's going to come out Harbaugh's going to come out acting like he's coach of the year. That's, the a, that's a Ravens win right there, right? That's a Ravens yeah. win right there. Yeah. That's how good teams – you just got to win in December. That's all that matters. Like, no, we're seeing no. teams win with 30. But, yeah, you can win by six. But you at least put 30 points on the board. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, you can't win football games in 2022 with 10 points. Right. No, not in the playoffs. Come on. All right. Yeah. We'll see. I, I'm tired of having these these vent sessions. I'm tired of this. Yeah, I am man. tired. Yeah. I am yeah. tired. Been a long I feel like season. we're going to have a couple more before <laughs> this is over, though. I know we are. <laughs> Grab yeah. a couple more. So that's it for today. Hopefully not this week, though. Hopefully not. I'm hopefully, week. hopefully, we'll, hopefully we'll get it. We'll I feel like we still will because I feel like they'll win and just be still be frustrated. I just don't. I just don't want to. I don't want to care the last couple of weeks. Can we? Can we just get this win this week and just not really care until the playoffs? Yeah. Like, just, just get. Love, just get. Let's get in the playoffs. Let's get in. Let's get in the playoffs and then have Lamar come back after the Bengals yeah. game. You know, let's just let's be just done. Get with two it. weeks where we don't have to care about what we're watching. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but thank you everybody for listening. Hopefully the Ravens win this one and we can be a little bit more I wouldn't say upbeat, but a little mm-hmm. content mm-hmm. content with how we feel about the Ravens this season. So thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you guys uh next week. Peace. Peace.